Hi, y'all. This is Lee. Welcome to Hashing It Out with Lee Montgomery. Today, Liza and I are talking about three tips to avoid the out-of-control mindset. I want to preface here what I'm talking about when I talk about out-of-control mindset. Y'all all know exactly what that means, but I want to make sure you understand. So what I'm referring to is, you know, when you're outside of your kitchen and you're not the one cooking for you, right? You feel out of control of the food being served. Um, it could even be you're planning on going to dinner somewhere. You get there, it's shut down. You knew exactly what you were going to have. And now you're stuck going through a drive through and you don't want to go home and cook. It feels out of control, right? Um, and then even non-food related, it could simply be, you know, we expect or we plan to do an hour workout every day and time gets cut short and we only have 15 or 20 minutes. Why do we not do the workout at all instead of moving our bodies for 15 or 20 minutes? Right. It's sort of that all or nothing mentality or, you know, I can see this happening with the holidays coming up. Um, you know, you screw up on Christmas Eve maybe and then... You just kind of keep it going all the way till New Year's because yes. um, you've already messed up. So yes. the streak is over. So yeah, I can definitely identify with that. Forget the whole five days <laughs> in between Christmas and New Year's Eve that you can actually do something. So that's exactly what I'm talking about um, with this quote unquote out of control mindset. We actually received a question. Um, it was an Instagram DM. Liza, do you mind... Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, we got a DM. Um, Lee got a DM for on her Instagram this week, and it was saying basically that uh, this person started out so well, but they had little control over food while they were at a friend's house, and then when they went on vacation, um, so the whole thing was kind of like a downslide, and it kind of kept on going. Um, so Lee's going to talk about that a little bit, so we can kind of figure out what to do so that we don't just go off the rails and keep on going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was actually a really, really good question. Um, and I wanted to break it down into it's basically three different strategies that I use personally and that I've had really good success with um, my HashiGirl clients. So number one is very simple, be intentional. And this, you want to think about being intentional when it's more of a planned event. So like I say, over the holidays or even throughout your month, have a calendar know what your events are, right? Whether it's going to a friend's house for dinner, um, planned vacations, maybe holiday getaways where you have the long weekends because the kids are out of school, going to the parents, your parents' home um, for a three-day weekend. But these are planned events. And so when we have something like that on our calendar, we can actually be intentional. We can take our own food not just to eat guys. It's not like I'm telling you to not eat dinner with your parents, right? (laughs) Or go to your friend's house for dinner and like take your own food in there. That's not what I'm telling you. Um, but take some of your own options with you. Um, if you're going to a friend's house, take a dish that you can eat, uh, volunteer to bring a dish or make a side or make part of the main dish that you know is um, gluten-free or whatever you're following at the time, right? Um, To make sure that you hit your protein. Because I think, I feel like that's my biggest thing when I go somewhere else to eat is I realize very quickly that no one eats as much protein as I do. Um, (laughs) This is true, you guys. (laughs) She makes us eat all the time when we go anywhere. (laughs) Double protein, please. Um, (laughs) And then the other thing about being intentional here is like, have a plan to not blow your entire day. So, you know, when you have that like Saturday night party in your head, 
a lot of times what you'll do is you'll justify waking up and having a really crappy start to your day. Well, I've got the party tonight. I know I'm going to blow it. So I'm going to eat pancakes for breakfast or you're going to skip lunch. And then by the time you get to the party, you're starving, which makes it really hard to make the better decision there. So don't blow your entire day. Go have a good time. Eat dinner with your friends. Enjoy your holiday getaway. Enjoy going to your mom's house, grandma's house, whatever. Just be intentional about it. Take some things with you that you know will help you hit your own own goals. Um, and then don't blow the rest of the day. Okay, so the second tip um, to avoid the out-of-control mindset or to have a better handle on it is a self-regulatory strategy that we use. Um, I, I like to call it, or most people call it, an if-then strategy. So you have to have a little foresight. You've got to kind of put these rules in place. This is not usually something you just show up and say, oh, I'm going to do an if-then strategy now, right? <laughs> so you have to be aware of surroundings and possibilities or things that you might be faced with in order for this one to work. So I have a couple of examples here that I'll share with you and, and we can see if we can work through um, some ideas on this. But one of them I like to talk about is alcohol. That's a hugely a usually something that will easily derail someone from their goals, right? And so I don't like to tell people they can't drink, but we should have a little bit of control or say over how much we drink because it's not that one glass of wine is bad or two glasses of wine is bad. What's the problem with drinking is that once you get to two glasses, you don't care if you drink three. Right. You don't care if you're going through the Whataburger drive through now on the way home, right? So we right. always want to have um, foresight when it comes to drinking. So a rule that I commonly suggest to people or have them implement is an if-then rule with alcohol. If I choose to drink wine at the holiday party tonight, then I'm only going to have one. Sure. Okay. Or if I'm going to drink wine tonight, I'm going to have a glass of water after each glass, you know, then if they want to drink more than that. Sure. Right. So that is an if then that you can plan and put into your program to help you or to prevent you from going off the rails with that. Right. It sounds like it, it really is a preventative strategy because if you think it through, you're right. Once you get to two glasses of wine, now this is going to affect your sleep. You may stay up too late or you may overeat or you may make some other poor decisions. You may sleep really late the next day. Just a lot of different stuff that can make you feel out of control and outside of sort of the habits that we like to put in place. Yes. Yes. So another one is, How many of you go into the office and you walk into the employee lounge and there's Christmas cookies or there's donuts? And that's so hard when we have goals outside of that, um, especially if those are things that we love. So you could have that if there are Christmas cookies in the in the employee lounge, I'm going to have one and walk away. Right. Or if you have a bigger goal and one of your goals is I don't want to eat gluten this Christmas. That's okay. Or this holiday season. If you want, sticking to your goals is not bad, guys. So if that's it, then maybe it's if there are Christmas cookies in the lounge, I'm going to go to my desk and have the protein bar that I have, which maybe it's a really great peppermint bark protein bar or something Christmassy that you've, you've put, you know, intentionally put in your drawer for those situations. And it prevents you, it helps you meet your goal and prevents you from going ham on the Christmas cookies that you (laughs) don't want to eat. And that's okay, right? Don't let anybody pressure you into something you don't want to do. Right. Um, and so that's another really great strategy. If you want to talk about 
non-food related. Um, sometimes I know we struggle to uh, get our bodies moving during the cold weather, right? So a lot of times what I'll say is like, it is cold outside. If I go outside and I move my body for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever your number is, if I'm not feeling it, if I'm still cold, if I can't warm up, then I can come home. Sure, sure, sure. Because you get out there and you never come home. (laughs) You never come home. So, you know, using those kind of things can help you get started on your goals, at least recognize where your maybe weakness is. Sure. So that you don't go completely out of control. And you're also not being restrictive. You know, having a glass of wine is still having a glass of wine. You've just set a limit around it, right? And you've pre-planned that so that when you get there, it kind of gives you that, um, especially for rule followers like me, I'm like, right. well, I told myself one, I'm like, if I'm going to choose to have this, I'm going to have one Right. period. Same with Chris- Christmas cookies. Instead of having three or four, have one walk away. Well, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, Lee and I both have Pelotons and we both don't super like Peloton. So I don't think Peloton's ever going to come sponsor us or anything for this podcast. <laughs> but I use that as one of my if thens because I am a super baby about it being cold. So if it is cold outside and I'm supposed to do a 20 minute walk, I will not do it. But Lee is correct. I would rather not do anything. Um, so she was really firm about making sure that, okay, if you're not going to go outside and walk, that's fine, but then we need to do 20 minutes on the Peloton. Um, and so we've kind of solved that. And P.S., if you do have a Peloton and you don't super love the instructors, you can watch The Real Housewives and just turn the screen off and just ride your Peloton. <laughs> Pro tip. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> awesome. So that's the if-then strategy. I love it. It's probably one of my favorite ones. Um, the last one is what I like to call better, not best. What does that mean? So a lot of times you're going to be in a situation where there may not be the best decision. Like the the best option doesn't exist in front of you. So maybe you show up to a party and you had a discussion with your friend and you were told this is what's going to be there. You get there and there is chicken, but it's like chicken Parmesan. It's, it's breaded. It's served right. with gluten, noodle, you know, all <laughs> yeah. the things. So in those circumstances, you could not eat or right. you could choose to take a better, not best approach. Meaning you walk up to the table and you say, what is the better option for me tonight? And you choose that option. Sure. Um, and, and that's okay. One of my favorite things is a drive through Well, I take that back. It's not my favorite thing, but it's my favorite example. Um, <laughs> I have kids. I have a husband that's a coach. Oftentimes we get very, very busy during the week and I'm not perfect. Sometimes I don't want to cook. Sometimes I don't have meal prep at home. And so we end up going through a drive-through. Um, I try to pick the drive-through that I know that I can eat at and meet my goals. But if it's one of those nights that I'm not making two stops, I think to myself, what can I get? That's a better option. So maybe um, hey, for Texas people, you go through Whataburger, right? <laughs> Instead of getting the double meat cheeseburger, get the grilled chicken sandwich. Okay. Did you know at most burger places, you can get a bunless burger over the veggies and French fries and it makes it gluten-free? I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. again, is that a great option? I mean, would you ever say getting the chicken breast or the hamburger patty at a fast food restaurant is a good option? Well, maybe not, but is that better than getting the double meat cheeseburger? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. So always try to think just because I'm in this situation, 
there's probably a better option that you can make. Get yourself to a point where that better option comes a little bit more naturally. Um, same thing with the walking for the steps. I always talk about this is a you know non-food related, but a lot of us have the desire or goal to hit 10,000 steps every day. And so if it's, you know, six o'clock in the afternoon and you look down and you have 4,000 steps, um, you've now got to go get your kids and you only have 20 minutes to walk. Instead of saying, screw it, I can't hit 10,000 steps, I'm not going to walk, take the time you have allotted, go walk for those 20 minutes, and who cares if you end up at seven, 8,000 steps for the day? That's way more than the 4,000 you were at. No, you didn't hit your goal, but get out of the, the all or nothing mentality. At least you walked for another 20 minutes. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And that, that all or nothing is something that uh, I think we've, we've seen a lot of when you're going through the course with your hashi girls, because especially when we get to the phase where we start to eliminate, it's one of those things where, Oh no, I had gluten. Okay. Well I'll start on Monday Mm -hmm. or I'll start again the next and rather than starting the next meal or making the next better choice, the next time the opportunity arises. So I know we see that a lot. Um, and I personally do that a lot, um, so I'm working on it. But it really is easy to kind of drive all the way off the cliff. And you don't have to. You can still hit the brakes. You can make a mistake or you can do something that wasn't absolutely perfect or in line with what you had in mind. You can still stop it. You can stop it right then, and then you can fix it the next time you have a choice. So that's something I think we kind of lose sight of. It turns into an all-or-nothing battle with ourselves, and it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. Balance is good you'll feel better. Remember, one of the things with getting through the holiday season is coming out the other side and still feeling good. Maybe you were trying to lose weight. It's okay if you don't lose weight over the holidays, if you enjoyed yourself, right? But what we don't want to happen is January 2nd, get here and you're back to square one. You're back to not feeling good again. We're back to having to get you out of a mini flare or something like that. So remember, most of us here, we're not celiacs. We're not, um, gluten, um, we don't have an allergy. We have a sensitivity. And typically when you have a sensitivity, um, amounts matter. Sure. So if you have a little gluten here or there, don't be a butthead to yourself and continue to bombard your body with that. Take a break from it. If you choose to have it on Christmas day, because it's grandma's pie, right? you know what I'm saying? Right. It's okay to choose to not have it for four or five days. If you're going to have it again on new year's day. Okay, Liza, I know we had a couple more questions. Um, so if you want to shoot those off, we can get those answered. Okay. So one of the things that I saw, and this one wasn't so much of a question as much as it was a couple of girls saying they've been really doing a great job from being in the group, being in our free private Facebook group of kind of learning to not beat themselves up over some bad choices. Maybe be a little kinder to themselves when it comes to not always doing the right thing. Um, but some of them are starting to notice that this might be becoming a little bit of a habit. Maybe grace is all the time. Maybe we're kind of having gluten every day because, oh, it's okay. No big deal. So Lee, can you kind of speak to that and how we can make sure that we kind of put ourselves in check a little bit? Absolutely. So I think this was something I had to come to terms with too, is I would <laughs> use balance it quote unquote balance, um, <laughs> hashtag, balance. hashtag balance. And so that seemed to be my mantra for December. And, <laughs> and I was 
feeling it. I felt so bad. So I think the first thing is awareness. It's okay to give yourself grace. It's okay to shout to the world balance, but do you feel good? Like, right. Are you regretting your decisions because you wake up bloated, not feeling great? Um, not feeling yourself, you know, the food that you're eating or the lack of movement, it starts to impact you. And if that's the case, just bringing awareness around it. Sure. You know, calling yourself out on it is the first step. Absolutely. Hey, and I love, you know, how you get a win is you make a promise to yourself and you follow through. And so my first thing I would say is when's the next time you're going to have to make this kind of decision Sure. Choose one of these tips, put it in place, follow through. That'll give you the confidence to do it again. Right. Right. And do it again and do it again. And in all of that, I would also say is reach out to people that you're with. We all have a, usually have small circles where with the, you know, whether it's your significant other, whether it's a parent during the holidays or your friends, sure. Find that one person that you can count on. That's going to hold you accountable and say, Hey guys, I need help with this. So when we go to our you know, Friendsgiving or Friendsmas or whatever. Right. Like I really only want to have two glasses of wine. Right. Can you help me with that? And, um, most of your friends, if they're good friends, don't, <laughs> are going to help you with that, you know? And so I think it's really more about awareness on that. Um, a lot of times it's, we're not aware because we don't want to be aware. Yeah. I, oh, I think that's definitely true. Yeah, that's definitely true. Okay. The second question we had, or one of the other questions that we had was just, if you get in a situation where you did fall off the cliff, you drove off the edge, (laughs) um, and it's been two, three, four weeks, months, maybe that you've just been, I don't want to say indulging because it's not great because you don't feel great. You know, you're, you know, you're out of control, but it kind of feels like you're too far past. You're too far gone. What would you say to somebody who is having that issue? I think, it, and I say this is simple. It's simple. It's not easy, right? Right. Because um, so many women get here is you go back to the basics. You start, you say, I'm going to start the next meal. Don't wait till tomorrow and don't wait to plan what that is. When you say when you're going to start, know what meal you're starting with. Have a plan for that. You know, if, <laughs> if you don't want to eat gluten at breakfast, don't have pancake mix sitting there in front of you in the cupboard. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, or have a gluten-free version or whatever, or, or you meal prep for the week so that you have options that are easy so that when you're in a rush, you're starving, whatever, you can pick what is on plan with you. Um, if it's movement, like, hey, oh my gosh, I got through December and I only moved my body twice, whatever. Right. Put it on your schedule. Sure. Carve it out. Make that an appointment with yourself to get it done and don't break the appointment. Absolutely. Oh, that's that's really helpful. Um, so we talked about being intentional. We talked about the if-then strategy and we talked about um, better not best, which I think better not best comes in really handy over the holidays, yes. right? Because that seems like something that uh, we kind of all get in situations where we're not necessarily in control We don't have total control over the options, but we can make a better choice. Could you speak to that a little bit when it comes to if we wind up at a holiday party or if we end up somewhere we didn't quite know we were going to go, friends come over, you've got a lot of stuff out in front of you and you do, you have to eat. You're at a spot where you do need to eat something. Maybe you've had a glass of wine. Maybe you've got a headache. Maybe your blood sugar is dropping. You've got to eat. So what do you do in that situation? 
I, you know, when I'm in those situations, again, it really just depends on what's in front of me. But if there's usually at least some option that I can choose from. So for me, I have a hierarchy. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, it's gluten-free. So that I try to make that the, like my ultimate goal. So I don't eat a lot of dairy, but if there's not a lot to choose from and they have a charcuterie board there, guess what? (laughs) Salami and cheese (laughs) Um, and some veggies or olives or pickles, right? Like you can do that and just skip the cracker if they don't have gluten-free crackers. Um, And, you know, I think too, when you're looking at these, um, this, the food laid out on the table, I always think about trigger and buffer foods, right? Okay. And so if there, if you could get a small plate and get a couple of food that you know are buffer foods, right? Like they're, they're, um, things that you can eat a little bit of and you can taste the platter or whatever's out in front of you, get enough in your tummy to feel decent, um, not go overboard, um, have those foods. But if there's trigger foods on that table that are going to cause you to go off the deep end, right? avoid those. Sure. Same for after holidays, how you said getting back on track. If grandma's apple pie, she brought three and there's still two there and that's triggering you to eat apple pie every day, either go give them to your neighbors or chunk them. Right. Get rid of, get rid of the triggers to allow you to move forward. Now, having a slice of grandma's apple pie might be the buffer to get you to your next goal if it's used correctly. So you have to know what, what it is. Sure. Sure. No, that's really helpful. That's, that's great. I think we can all resonate with an out of control mindset. Sure. And how quickly it can cascade, right? It right. can go from that one meal to two meals to three days to a month. Right. right. And so these tips, I hope that you can implement them. They're a tool in your toolbox, right? Right. We've got three tips. Be intentional. Use the if-then strategy. Better, not best. Use them as tools in your toolbox to avoid getting to that place of of out-of-control feeling. Use them through the holidays. Use them for birthdays, for anniversaries, you know, throughout the year. Um, I think that people that choose to be proactive about it and know that these are tools that they can get when they need will have a successful outcome and avoid the out of control mindset most of the time. Thanks for listening. For more tips and tricks, visit us at hashigirls.com forward slash podcast. See y'all soon.